Hello and welcome to In the Weeds. We're recording live from the Picky Weeds Esoteric Occult Boutique, located just south of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, in beautiful South Abington Township. Picky Weeds is the largest and most diverse boutique of its kind in Northeast Pennsylvania, with an increasingly wide variety of items for many traditions. In addition to items for sale, Picky Weeds hosts a wide variety of classes, events, and community-driven gatherings throughout the year. Picky Weeds is located at 105 Layton Road, South Abington Township, PA. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information can be found at www.pickyweeds.com. That's P-I-C-K-E-Y-W-E-E-D-Z.com or on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. In the Weeds is the official podcast for Picky Weeds, where we strive to bring the community together with topics of interest, guest speakers, and informative discussions to benefit the entire community. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, either live or remote call-in, please visit www.pickyweeds.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, find In the Weeds podcast guest application, click it, Copy and paste the text into an email with your contact information and send it to us at pickyweeds at gmail.com. Now, now let's, let's get, get in, in the weeds. weeds. Hi, guys. Welcome back. It's episode nine. I'm here with John. My name is Tay. And tonight we're going to talk about some things like things we're sickened of hearing. <laughs> so magic is magic is magic so recently (laughs) um this has been in some ways frustrating and other ways kind of humorous um that word was going around that we practice black magic dun 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 (sighs) yeah magic is magic is magic it's a ridiculous lack of education that leads another practitioner um to say some slanderous things like that um i like my my black magic brothers and sisters i like my white magic brothers and sisters but i got news for all of you magic is magic is magic so what we practice um you have no fear of walking between both worlds because they are both sides of the same as in the last podcast as above so below they are reflection of each other um one side is your your shadow self and the other side is your hopefully enlightened self but you don't get that way by being close-minded and pointing your wicked little fingers at other people and saying "Ooh, they're oogity boogity and bad yeah you can always tell the people that are you know new or are just in it for the the look of it, the aesthetic, you know. They'll do you have any books on black magic? Or I just need a spell book. Okay. That's that's not really how this works. And that's a new person. And then a lot of times, in fact, they don't know any better. But yeah, in this case they knew better. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and there are other places you're gonna see that, you know, there's some stories. Well you only do white magic. Okay. Yeah, already there, Becky. You know, the, the the whole live, laugh, love, white girl magic nonsense is just stupid. It's a means to an end. It's a means to depression and failure and holding yourself aloof from everything. And if you're neutral and you walk the middle ground and you do your shadow work and you embrace that child and love it because it's 
that thing that got you where you are today. It's that stick to and that screaming little child in your head that kept you alive and kept your heart beating and kept you angry enough to keep forging forward. You know, you love it. And in the dark, let me clue you, that's where the light comes from. Yeah, and we, we've kind of gone over the, you know, it's kind of a, the in thing now to be witchy. And so you have the, you know, back in the day we had new age stores and it was kind of hippy, hippy dippy stuff, you know, feel good. And it's okay. It's not hurting anybody. It's fine. And, you know, if that, that brings you some peace, then yeah, that's cool. But it's not really the craft. Yeah. And a lot of people have the misconception that, you know, just because they buy some crystals and turn Stevie Nicks up when she comes on the radio that, okay, well, it's aesthetic. And I like witchy aesthetic too. I think most of us do, you know, most of my clothes are black, <laughs> you know, but it's, 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 uh, I don't know. And now, and now you're seeing new stores coming out where they look more like a, uh, pier one imports, uh, catering to the suburban, moms and dads that are you know everything is very beige and the font is really pretty and everything is very couture and look you you don't have to be like us and be all bog witchy (laughs) you can be you know whatever you want it's just the the feeling that 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 invokes you know at least to another practitioner is that you're just not not really either understanding or having an appreciation for the depth of the work and you know even mark this week was you know he made made a statement that really hit home and uh, there's so much out there now that is in the bulk of it is just uh what did he say remedial yeah and that's uh, the bulk of the teaching these days is remedial in in there's so much more and it, it is so much more in depth if people would take it seriously um and maybe just stop trying to just dress the part it's okay you want to be goth goth is awesome love it but there's there's a there's just a huge volume of things and topics and if you really get devoted uh to learning and, and improving um yourself your practice the stuff is there and you know we're fortunate to have someone like mark close by um who is just got a wealth of knowledge and um, we're gonna we're gonna have him on here sometime soon but you know if you've been fortunate enough to attend his events um they're really good you know even you know, sitting on the couch and listening in, I, I learn new things every time he speaks. And, and that's the way it's supposed to work, right? We're supposed to learn from our, our elders and we're supposed to learn from the people who have been doing this uh, longer than, than we have or longer than you have or, or, you know, that's how it works. And are they always right about everything? Do you agree with everything they say? No. But the the fact of the matter is that They've been around for a long time and they've seen, uh, you know, even what we're going through, they've seen it, you know, time and time again. This isn't new or scary to them because they've seen it happen. And um, 
somebody that's that's worldly, somebody that has contacts all over the world and has been exposed to so many um, practitioners and traditions and um, it, the, I guess what I'm saying is the amount of depth of knowledge that is available, it's kind of uh, disappointing. And you see other, other places, other stores, other people, and they have this um, almost misguided notion. Laissez-faire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly, of, of uh, a cult, you know. And it's, it's more like trying to fit in with a fashion trend uh, and being public about it, it, it strikes me as this no real different than the sidewalk preacher hollering in a megaphone uh, with his sister wives around him. You know, sons, yeah. You know, that aesthetic, I don't know, what would you call that? Um, sister wife freak, chic. Freak chic or something, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, it's disappointing because, you know, people want easy and they want it fast and you know we we live in an era where we have amazon and and, instant gratification and other online yeah exactly other other inline online stores and and you click a button and it's on the way and it's super convenient you know it's the same as you know some of the books in in the new age section that shiny happy books they talk the talk you know, I'm quoting Animal Mother from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, talk that talk, but do you walk, walk the walk? walk? You know, <laughs> my, my spirit animal. <clears throat> Joking. But, um, not really. But um, <clears throat> it's just, I don't know. I, I just wish more people would develop um, a deeper interest in things. You know, we, we bring in books that you can't really get your hands on in a lot of stores and we import from germany from wales from england from From france France. um and you know these are rare handmade hand-bound things and a true occultist would treasure that you know um and i don't expect everybody to be a true occultist and it takes time to develop a passion for those things but um, just realize that if you are living in in NEPA, you are fortunate to have um, not just Mark. There's a there's quite a few other uh, people of his caliber uh, in this area that every time they come in and start talking, you're going to get a free class that yes. people pay money for, and he may upset you, you know, because he is speaking from his experience, and it may not be. Um, what you wanted to hear, it might not match the um, uh, New Age uh, tome that you just uh, leaf through. To that point, I wish that we could discipline ourselves just a little bit so that we can find disagreement with another person and not feel like we've got to dox that person into a death chamber. Yeah, what is you know? that shit? And we've not got it's... to reduce that person's life to ashes just because we don't agree with something they said. Have the intestinal fortitude to have the debate with that person rather than to get angry and stomp off and then go dox them. Have the intestinal fortitude to face them on and go, well, this is why I disagree with you on that. And let me give you my side of the story. You might find it refreshing that they say, I think you misunderstood me. That's not how I meant that. 
I understand that completely and I agree with you. Or you might actually turn their head and make them think and be more open and more accepting of the things that you believe and you have faith and love for. But you're not going to have that if you run off angry and you dox them and destroy their name. Yeah, I mean, we used to have long conversations, and, you know, we didn't always agree with the people you're having a conversation with. And maybe you were just sure you were right, and you got proven wrong. Well, again, that's how we learn and develop. And um, we don't know everything at at all. I'm very much a student, always will be. Um, And I think humility... Uh, is one of those things that, you know, it's a fine line. Like, you don't want to be so humble you're, you know, you don't have any, like Tay used my catchphrase, intestinal fortitude. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, you want to be humble enough to listen to the other person and let them say their piece. And, and, I mean, you just look at our society now, and it's, you know, families breaking up and friendships shattering because they disagree. And and I get it. The disagreement is really, you know, especially in terms of politics, politics. which I am not getting into. It's um, a morality issue. Then. And, and, yeah. it, and it becomes, you know, you, you just can't, you just can't deal with it, you yeah. know, but our society is broken down where we can't even have conversations um, without somebody just shutting off, getting mad, and stomping away. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, you look at the, look at the Greeks. That's how they discussed things. It was arguments. You know, it was philosophy, and it was the law, and it was you know religion and spirit, and you know that's how we used to hash out ideas. And and now um, people talk to each other like they like they're sitting in their keyboard at home and they forget <laughs> you get punched in the face if you do that in oh, real yeah. life oh yeah you know and i just i don't know i it's it's sad because it's exciting to see paganism and witchcraft and the occult and esoteric uh things being almost mainstream now whereas you know when we were first starting we had to quite literally hide yes um you remember from our first episode it was it was fucking life or death dangerous right this isn't an exaggeration and there are still some places that it is oh yeah oh my goodness you look at a town here in our in our own state going after a little girl for tarot reading in hanover yeah Yeah, serpent's key come on people it's it's not that the witch wars and the hate and the defamation and the destruction of family and life it's not past us And we have to rise above that. We have to rise above that and discipline ourselves to be able to talk to that person. This is something that I did for years, and I won't tell you where I worked, but I did work at a women's clinic. And I was able to stand toe-to-toe with protesters. And did I yell at them? Did I dox them? Did I, you know, chase their families down and harass them or stand outside their house and scream? No. I learned how to talk to them. And I learned how to get them talking And that's the point, is to get everybody talking so that we can see how alike we are. We can find some common ground somewhere and come together and form a consensus so that we we can become a more powerful community. And if we're ever going to be taken seriously by mainstream society, us pagans and witches, um, we need to get better um, about our presentment 
and we need to get better um, about our discipline, right? So, Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the first things that was taught to me uh, was how to be silent, how to be silent, how to, how to take time, meditate, and in meditation is not um, – um, religious in nature, so to speak. Um, it is more of learning about yourself, uh, controlling your thoughts, controlling uh, your mind from wandering uh, into inane, superficial shit, and learning to be silent. That's one of the first things. You know, there's a maxim in magic to know, to dare, to will, to be silent to keep silent okay and think about that for a minute okay so we have to know okay so speaks to knowledge speaks to um knowing what you're talking about that you've done the work that you've read the works that you've read the books you've listened to the elders you have decided based on uh, a conclusion a process of elimination however you get to your conclusion of what is true and what isn't to know right you've experienced it for yourself and you know you know it um is it does that mean that your knowledge can't change in the future with new information no of course always will and provided that information is valid and it's not you know made up and it's useful and yeah. yeah, definitely useful. And what's next? To dare. So we spoke of humility, but we also spoke of intestinal fortitude and having um, the courage, the gumption. Courage uh, of one's convictions. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think Eliphas Levi uh, talked about it in Transcendental Magic. Uh, how is one to, uh, I'm paraphrasing, how is one to command the... Uh, salamanders if one is afraid of fire yes you know you you can't it's okay to be cautious it's okay to take it seriously and not jump in before you feel ready that's fine um but you also have to develop a command personality when you need it um and that is not coming from a place of ego uh mm-hmm. it's coming from your will which is what magic is it's it's the imposition of your will to create change, right? And the most surprising thing I've ever seen about humans in that regard is that the one that's all bluster and gets out and gives you a hard look, you know, getting out of the vehicle, giving you a hard look, and is the hard body, hard charger. They're not the ones that are going to stand toe-to-toe with you in circle. That's going to be the first one to cut and run, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. So that kind of bluster... That's so unnecessary in this realm. The person that you want is the one with the sunny disposition. You know, the one with the that is that they know their stuff. They're serious. They can talk at great length about it, but they're always happy to help a brother or a sister out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that just goes along with the with most traditions. You know, the way you should be, and that's the kind of personality that that you kind of need. Yeah, you don't want the guy. That's overcompensating for his lack of endowment <laughs> with his jacked up pickup Speaking truck. Speaking of penis bread. Yeah, penis <laughs> bread. Very little penis bread. Um, it's like a muffin. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know, it, it's to dare uh, doesn't mean swagger. It means having the will, the will to uh, get things done, the will to cause and create change, the will to um, better yourself in the face of adversity, you and know? forge forward no matter how tired you are. Yeah. So we have to know to dare. What was the next one? To will. Mm. So will we just discussed, and love is the law. No. What was the next one? <laughs> oh, you want the last one? Okay. To keep silent. To keep silent. Don't and talk so damn much. That's the first thing we talked yeah. about is is learning how to be silent, and that doesn't, you know, on the surface it looks like oh, so you mean just don't talk about the craft to people? No. No. No, not necessarily. Although we don't evangelize, and we definitely don't go door to door. Oh, God, hell no. But don't go running around talking to other people about the interior workings of your coven. Yeah. The interior workings of your sanctuary. It's okay to talk to them about the things you like to practice. It's okay to assist them and help them with spell work and things like that. But your inner workings of your temple, that's sacrilege to go in just talk about that out in public. Yeah, that's one yeah. side of the coin. So one side of the coin is is keeping your counsel. And most covens, um, most initiates to covens, and every coven is different, right? But many of them and many of the societies, uh, the initiate goes through an initiation process. And part of what they do is taking an oath to, you know, practice for a year and a day or devote themselves for a year and a day as, as a neophyte um, and different different neophyte is is a five dollar word for new guy yeah F, the fng yeah um and uh you know you take that oath you take it before the gods or your god uh you take it before your your coven members uh in the old days we used to take your measure and taking your measure <laughs> meant taking a special cord, and they would measure you from head to toe, head to toe, toe to head, to the exact measurement. And that cord was put away. And if you betrayed your coven, if you betrayed your coven sisters and brothers, well, now they have a very good piece of sympathetic magic that just happens to match you exactly. And it doesn't sound like much, but you can do a lot with a cord. Yeah, especially when someone's sworn on it. Yeah. And so O's were taken seriously. Yeah. You know, this was a life and death. If you betrayed your coven in the old days, uh, you could be putting everyone's lives in danger. And even now, you could be doing that as well. You could also put their livelihood in danger. A lot of people are in yes, you corporate know, positions. public positions or government mm-hmm. positions or corporate positions or, you know, they're, they're very much out there and they don't necessarily want to have to deal with the crazy questions and all the silly shit. Um, but that's what they used to do, you know, and, and, and we've had a betrayal. You know, that yeah. happened, you know, and it's happened twice. It's hurtful, yeah. you know, because you you think someone is really being sincere um, and uh, they've gone through all the steps and they've they've on the surface appeared to be trying. Um, but then uh, they react badly and then trash people publicly and then want to come back 
and uh, privately apologize um, to save face. And uh, when that's met with uh, rebuke, um, they uh, begin a whisper campaign, you know, and and that's happened to us. That's happened to a lot of other uh, uh, people in the craft. And and it's, it's hard because you, it's impossible to be able to vet someone a hundred percent. You never know how serious that is or, you know, how serious they are, if they actually have any self-respect or discipline. Um, But, you know, it all comes out in the wash. For whatever uh, reason, you chose them. You sometimes need to take a long look at yourself, too, and I'm going to be the first to admit to this because if I see, you know, something of myself in that person, um, be that music, be that, you know, a past a certain affinity for certain types of people then i'm drawn to that person and because i've walked that road i think i can help you and if i think anything came out of this that i learned is something that i always preach that i need to learn to practice is don't try to fix anybody and if they need fixing you need to walk away no, they have to fix themselves. You can be there for them. Yeah. No one can fix anybody. You know, but you can't not fix them. Yeah, the yeah. therapist might. You know, you you get a a really good therapist. They, yeah, they, they, therapy is a good thing. Yeah. So there's um, my frailty. My frailty is feeling bad for people. Yeah. Okay, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's really disappointing when when people take the ugly route and they, and they try to trash you and. Um, you know, especially when you've done nothing wrong and, and you can sit around and worry, Oh, what if people believe this person They're you know, they're going to think, you know, this and that, you know, it's on the individual to weigh all of the evidence and make a valid decision, not just on hearsay and gossip. Um, and, and, you know, we, we don't take your measure anymore. It's not, uh, it's not like that. Um, should it be? Who knows? But you know, we don't. And um, it's that, been the karma never loses an address. Yeah, that's right? been my experience. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That the ancestors and the gods that you feed and you you make relationships with and the spirits that you make relationships with have this weird way of doing these things for you. Um, they'll they'll work this out. You yeah. just you don't have to run to curse somebody. People, yeah, it's you take, not necessary. You, you take an oath. And that oath is is not a satanic pact or any such silly shit Hollywood crap. Uh, hello, nineteen eighties horror movies. I know that is so more ridiculous. More like nineteen sixties and seventies horror movies. Vincent Price shit. But uh, and well, that if anybody would believe that in this day and age and call themselves a practitioner needs a head check anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's just that's not what this is about. It's that's that's a very uh, Hollywood. Childish uh, interpretation of what magic is and mm-hmm. what what practice is, and and it and it's just it's a head shaker, you know, that that people still think that that's what this is, you know. I mean, people come in the store and they see a Baphomet statue and they automatically assume, oh, that's Satan. No, oh, no, that's just a symbol. No, Baphomet is is a symbol of the occult. Uh, he was, it was, the whole figure was drawn by Eliphas Levi. It is not a deity. It is not a god. It is not that at all. It is symbolic of magic, of 
of alchemy, of magic. There, there is yeah. so much symbolism in there. I mean, even the, the words on the arm. So you have one arm is pointing up with a juxtaposition. The other arm is pointing down as above, so below. On the arms are salve coagula, which is dissolve. And congeal. And congeal. So you're breaking down what was. You're congealing. Into something Into better. something better. Yeah. It is the alchemy of the spirit. Okay. Those are just the words on the arms. He, and he's a hermaphrodite. Yeah. So, so he's everything. It's divinity. Duality. It is both divine. male and female. It is divine. Divine. Right? All aspects. The flame above the head of knowledge. The fire of knowledge. There's even an Irish uh, poem, uh, Taliesin, where he says, I am the God that puts fire in the head. Love that one. That is the passion of poetry. That is the passion of art. That is the passion of music. Of science. And that fire, that creativity, that creative fire in the head, that's the flame above the head. The wings denote an angelic right a divine being seated lotus it's a goat with horns seating the 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 similar to the masculine uh Kernunos, right so you have the the man of of the wild right there's so much symbolism in that and that was drawn by eliphas levi now the knights templar there is a history that they had a deity uh called baphomet um and they described it this, that, and the other. Um, are they the same? I, I don't know. Debatable. Um, but a lot of people look at the symbol drawn by Elvis Levi, and they think that that's a deity. Or a devil. Or a devil. Or they think it's satanic. And look, in order to be satanic, you have to first accept Christianity as yeah. truth. Right? You can't, unless you're, of course, the... Modern-day Church of Satan. The modern-day Church of Satan, which is doing excellent work. Uh, for free speech all over the country. Most of whom are agnostic or atheist. And they're yeah. a wonderful group of people and love them to death. Um, Lucian Greaves is an amazing person. If you ever have the chance to... Hear him speak, oh God. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. very well read, very, very knowledgeable, and, and just a great guy. Um, they're doing great work. That's not to be confused with the Leve- Anton LaVey... Uh, carny act shit of the fucking 60s and 70s um, okay so but that's not what this is that's not what esoterica is that's not what the occult is um, for another store to send someone to us oh go to picky weeds they do black magic it was the most ridiculous ludicrous uneducated dipshit thing I have heard and, I, and it wasn't the, the customer's fault they didn't know any better no um, and, knew on the path needed help you know and that's not how you treat uh, someone seeking you don't treat someone like that and you don't have to uh, be harsh and you don't have to uh, do that kind of silly shit. Don't be a highbrow asshole. I, I think yeah. I spent probably an hour with her, and yeah. and she came in looking to curse somebody, and I'm like, okay, well, that's not how this works. Okay, but let me let me explain. You know how that how this the basics are right. So you know you have people coming in looking for spell books because they want to hex their neighbor. L- look. Not talking to him. Damn. This this is Jeez. this is a a very serious path to those of us that practice, and 
you wanting to cherry pick things to um, whether it's just uh, I'm going to get that. What was that movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you know, that's not how this works. You know, there, there is a, there's a very surface uh, sheen to that kind of approach. You know, you, you're not interested in actually gaining any knowledge or the betterment of yourself or the elevation of yourself. You just want uh, a quick fix uh, thing to hurt somebody and, and curses are not quick fixes and, and that is that is not Mm-mm. what we do or what we're about um a curse will hurt anything innocent around it yeah. and you need to think about that when you're taking that direction so so be careful when you're when you're launching those barbarous words into the into the air at somebody especially if they have children in the nearby vicinity to them, their children, their family members, they can be affected, and it's it's very very bad. Yeah, I and mean, it's coming back what, to you. What was it? Uh, Chris used to say, "It's too late." So stop all the tears. Yes, you said all the words. Yeah, it's too late. It's out there now. There's no calling it back. Yeah. right. It, it it has to run its course. It's like that. Um, did you ever see that experiment they did on water and the effects that words and sound have on water? Uh, or the Madame Pamita book on candle magic, where uh, one of her experiments is to bless one candle, have two identical candles, same color, same type, same size, everything, put them next to each other, bless one of them, charge it, put all your energy and will into it, forget about it, light them, see which one burns faster. Yeah. Right. That's a good, you know, demonstration of what charging something with your willpower, your energy, um, you can be hippy dippy and call it, you've enchanted it or whatever, you know, whatever you need to monitor it with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we really have to be careful, um, because people get the wrong idea of the craft and think it's, um, something that you can just do willy nilly as a hobby and not really bother to actually study or learn. And, you know, it's fine if you want to dress and wear pentagrams and get, you know, kick ass tattoos and be cool as shit. You know, that's cool, but that doesn't make you a witch or a practitioner or a magician. Um, hard work makes you that and it, yes. and it's and no one can do it but you you it's internal kung fu you Hard have work. to be the one that does the work yeah. you have to be the one that is dedicated and has the discipline to learn it and so just coming into the uh store and say i need a i need a spell book with curses well you know we have books that have curses and baneful in it however i would be remiss to you know not give you a quick class on here's why we we yeah did we do baneful absolutely yes we do do i need to do it every time is everything in uh, a nail and i have to use a hammer on every single thing no. no very 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 rarely you know and usually when innocence is involved and has been injured or hurt yeah. or killed in some way harm a child yeah. harm someone <laughs> Uh, going out of your way to to hurt them in every way possible. But um, must you be specific even with that? Yes, you must. Oh, yeah. Because it does have a ripple effect. 
Yeah. This is this is your chaos theory in action. Everything creates a ripple and it ripples outward. And so people divide this, you know, because humans have to categorize fucking everything. <sighs> oh, it's white magic or it's black magic. No. No, it's magic. Magic is magic. And we talked about this before in terms of electricity. The same force used to cook your sandwich we use to electrocute people in the chair. Yeah. Right? It's it's the same shit. It's Absolutely. it's an unseen energy that moves through the through the world through everywhere i was reading something the other day about a guy that was trying to to use magic to get money and he was he was he invoked a a a divine presence and asked him to help him (laughs) and it's one of the it's one of the goetia and he asked him to help him make money and so next over the next several days he kept getting means to make money but they were all illegal (laughs) he didn't know what to do about it so this is what we're talking about with your intention and your will and your discipline is knowing that before you set out to do it don't do it on the fly don't do it because you got a bill coming due and it's past due and they're about to turn your power off and go and i don't know uh invoke asthma day you know whatever don't do it like that because Whatever you ask for, you at best be specific. So yeah, be like an attorney and and or a debate team leader, and sew up all the details first. You know, and, and honestly, it's it's a means to an end. Yeah. Right. And and you, you remember Dexter, the yeah. show Dexter. Yeah, I love where Dexter. He, where he had the code. My spirit animal. Right. So yeah. in order for for those of you who don't know Dexter, I don't know. It's not that old. Most of you, no, should it's on show. But uh, it's a uh, you know a guy who is uh, working at a police department is a forensic uh, guy. pathologist, and um, he's the blood splatter guy. Um, and he he was a serial killer, right? So he inherited a code uh, from, from his, his father. from his dad, right? Who was also fucking wackadoodle. And, um, <laughs> Don't but, call my brother wackadoodle. But the, the code, like, in order to, to take action against somebody, they had to meet the code. And his code pretty much summed up a despicable human being. Like yeah. mo- most of them were you know, people that hurt innocents. Yeah. You know, went out of their way to prey on the innocent. Uh, and they got away with it. You know, the yeah. law being the law, um, let let them loose. Yeah. You know, didn't they didn't receive their punishment. So, you know, he became Some attorney wasn't specific. He became judge, yeah. jury, and executioner. Yeah. You know, which is basically what you are doing when you do baneful. Yeah. Right. And um it works on the other side of things. Remember, energy there's a finite amount, right? So even doing a healing, you are taking energy from the ether somewhere else yeah. from the ether and or aether however you want to pronounce it um uh, and and you were using it right so if somebody is sick and you're going to do an energy healing on them you are pulling that energy from the source right the source has a finite amount yes. now is it baneful to pull energy to do a blessing, taking energy away from someone else across the world that needs it? Is that would that still be baneful or would that be a blessing? Is there's a little different ways to look at it. Yeah, there's a gray line there. <laughs> you know, so yeah. in in on the on the baneful side, uh, who are you to be judge, jury, and executioner? What what gives you the right to yeah. do that? You know, so there there is a code and there is there is um you know, they have to meet a criteria before at least I will do anything like that. I, it's not something to be entered into lightly because um, your daughter's da- dating a douchebag. Yeah. 
you know, if your daughter's dating a douchebag, then your daughter needs to make better life choices, you oh know, my God. And, and maybe reevaluate herself and maybe you can have a conversation with her, though, you know, daughters rarely listen to mothers, but <laughs> at least in my experience, um, but you know, it's just, I need a spell book. Okay. Jesus. Fuck. You know, first you need to learn how to work your will. You know, you need to discipline the mind. We're going to start in the corner and we're going to learn to be silent. And mm-hmm. you're going to work on that for the first year. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's where you need to start. So your first year in a day should be learning. Yeah. Your first year in a day should be burying your face in the books and learning and burying yourself in meditation and downtime and learning how to root and center and focus. And that's it. And people get sidetracked really easy because... Because the occult world, the esoteric world is so vast, and there are so many nooks and crannies in it, um, it's overwhelming. It is. And so the human mind tends to want something, I just need one thing to focus on, and they'll focus on that and miss all the interconnectivity. And maybe that comes with time, I don't know, passing the bait back and forth because her battery died. (laughs) Um But, uh, you know, you see people, I just like crystals. That's fine. Okay, that's cool. And some people just like crystals because they're pretty, and that's fine too. Um, But then you have practitioners where all they do is crystals. Yeah. And, hey, if that's your bag, cool. Yeah. But understand that there's much more to that if you would look there's a whole freaking science behind it you know and and crystals have been in use they're mentioned in throughout agrippa if you haven't read agrippa and you are interested in any kind of magic um, oh my god cornelius agrippa wrote um three books of occult knowledge and there's also a fourth book that was three books of occult. purportedly found in a footlocker of his yeah uh, but there are three books of occult knowledge occult uh, and they're pretty much the uh, baseline for Western esotericism, which is a very fancy bunch of words for ceremonial magic. Yeah. Um, but Agrippa even goes into great, great detail on crystals and stones and uh, the I uses. I Panther Jasper because of that jerk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, heliotrope. Heliotrope, yeah. Bloodstone. Yeah. Um. It's it is uh, probably one of the greatest works on magic, in my opinion, that's ever been written. It's amazing. Um, are there some medieval shit in there that make you go, what, what the hell, dude? What? But you you have to take into account when it was written, right? So, but as far as esoteric teaching, and I I every time I pick up. Uh, the Agrippa, I learn so many new things. Oh God! And yeah. this is what I'm talking about, though is is taking the time. The stuff is there. You don't have to buy the six hundred dollar version from Germany. You can you can read a lot of Agrippa online for free. Yes, you, you got to wade through some Middle English, and it might not be the best translation, but you get the point. You know, you might have to read one page five times to get it. It's no different than Israel Regarding. I read it alongside a dictionary. There's a lot of that stuff. I'm just like, what the hell does this word even mean? But but doing the work, this is doing the work. It's not just, you know, people have this lighthearted approach to it. And and 
if you're just after the aesthetic and you just want to look a certain way because it's hip and it's in style right now, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's a good start. It's a jump off point. I mean, face it, it gets addictive after a while. It, it is, and yeah. and when you when you have your first uh, ritual or a magical operation, and it works, it's a it's a life changing. Uh, thing you know it, it changes you it it's changes like taking your, shrooms it's great and that's another yeah. subject yeah. so we have you know you have people that uh, use some um, extracurricular chemicals and not naming any names here tonight no 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 that's brother. that's you know <laughs> yeah you know that's that's been part of magical practice for for years too centuries um, and it's fine but they get pigeonholed into just doing that because it's the only way that they can feel spirit when you can take a, a, a seasoned ceremonialist or a yogi and they can achieve the same euphoria with their mind because of the practice that they yes. have they don't need the crutch of you know of the drugs you know they don't need they don't need to take it um, and then you have other people that it enhances their practice. Yes, because a lot of us are blocked because of societal pressures. Yeah, and I get it. And so it does I help. It. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. But you have to be careful that you don't become. That's that's the only way you can do it. Don't become a slave. You to know, the drug. and yeah. and now now you're a drug addict. You know, this yeah. this happened to Crowley. He did experiments. And he documented his his um, experiments with psychotropic uh, medication and the effects they had on heroin on his work yeah oh he did he did everything he did, did a very long treatise on marijuana you know and it's interesting do you have to do that to be a practitioner fuck no no um is it I don't know what the state law is where you live. Yeah, it depends on if it's legal or not, right? Or if you're willing to to take that chance, that's on you. Um, personally, I, I don't need it. And I've done it with and without. And, and quite frankly, I don't, I am too much of a control freak on myself. That's <laughs> he why doesn't I don't even ride roller coasters. I, I don't like roller coasters because <laughs> you got some pimply faced little douchebag that just fucking doesn't pay attention to shit and he's the one controlling this shit no fuck <laughs> you dude will i ride a motorcycle at mock jesus yeah he tried to kill me yeah absolutely because yeah. <laughs> my hands are on the throttle and brakes oh. uh, but not being in control and that's what you're basically doing uh, when you overdo it with psychotropics you are basically handing the controls to a crazed pimply faced teenager yeah and if you're cool with that you know hey you know? But you really need to find out if you can do it. And the only way you're going to know that you have the will and the wherewithal to do it is if you do it unaided by anything, any chemical. So, And that's the biggest high you're ever going to have because when you finally get it, the first time you're going to come out of it a little too quick, Whoa, I did it! I did it! You know, And you're going to have that DMT experience without chewing on the mimosa tree. Okay? Oh, yeah. And it's incredible. It's like I talked about in an earlier podcast. When they finally enter the room with you, when you finally invoke su successfully, you are so heavy. Everything in the room is heavy and crushing. But you're out. You're, I don't know how to explain this, except that something is pushing you down in the head and the shoulders, and you can feel it coming out through the top of your head. The presence. Yeah. And it's the most incredible, insane high 
and it's completely unaided by chemical. It's, it, it, and it reaffirms for you, too, that yeah. there, is, there is a lot out there bigger than us. Yeah. You know, and, and they're how, beautiful and how, they're terrifying. How insignificant we, yeah. we can be com- comparatively. To quote another movie, we're just ants in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, we did a six-month-long yeah. six uh, invocation. Oh, God. Uh, where we black fasted. Black fast means you're surviving on bread and water for weeks. Uh, you do ritual baths. You do. You go through all the motions, right? The ritual is planned for the appropriate day in the appropriate sign, astrological sign, in the appropriate hour, using the appropriate clothing and the appropriate implements. We did that, and it was successful. Um, we did have uh, what we were uh, invoking make itself known along with a few friends. Uh, there was a set of eyes. I don't know. What would you say? About 10 feet wide. About 10 feet wide. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Um, in the grove. And um, a white woman. There was a woman spirit, female spirit, in dressed in pure white that was walking Wittershins, which if you're not familiar, Wittershins is anti-sunwise, walking anti-clockwise. Um, around the circle. Um, and uh, that's when we were interrupted by hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> it goes back guys. to that episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, that, that happened. Um, we, we had no intoxication. We were not under the influence of anything other than um, the ritual itself. Yeah, and in a well done ritual, will leave you feeling euphoric and exhausted at the same time. And fasting is another means to euphoria um, because it actually heightens your all of your senses, so that when you finally get to the ritual, you are just pinging. Your all of your senses are just all over the place, crazy amped up and ready to receive. So, if you want another way to do it without chemicals, try fasting. Yeah. Yeah, and one one thing I we we didn't mention on the when we talked about the uh, police pulling us over after the hunters interrupted a six month long prepared ritual, um, they they pulled us out of the car, you know, explained to them, look, this this is our religious observation. Um, we are going home. We are done. We're going home. And there was they were a couple of good old boys. Um, well, now good they were. Yeah. And uh, Tay's ritual dagger was in its box in the back. And he said, do you have any weapons? I said, yeah, there's two ritual blades here. I'm happy to show them to you. And Tay's like, you know, I'm happy to show it to you. Please don't handle it. It's a religious object. Please don't handle it. And the good old boy, being the good old boy, opened the box, yanked her ritual dagger out of the box, and started waving it around, laughing and joking with a fellow officer. Oh, um, I, re- I recall going, ain't she pretty? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah um, the uh, following day, um, the uh, officer that did that, um, while he was at work at the sheriff's department. I had nothing to do with this. Um, his uh, service weapon went off and blew a hole through the same hand. So, yeah. And we know this because our friend worked at the sheriff's department yeah. with him. Yeah. yeah. He was okay. He, he yeah. lived. He was. He just uh, had a temporary stigmata going on there for mm-hmm. 
nine millimeter parabellum. He could whistle through the palm of his hand. Yeah, but yeah. you know, most most practitioners will, you know, consecrate their magical weapons or magical tools, and that's everything from tarot cards to uh, ritual implements like daggers, bells, chalices, cloaks. All of it is consecrated. Um, and with the consecration, uh, often comes a curse, right? So you want to talk about curses, don't handle another practitioner's items without their express permission. Not only is it rude, um, it's also foolish because most, especially us old school witches, we, we do lay it on them, you know, it's, 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 that's the way it is. Um, and uh, Bella just farted. And it's awful in oh, here. Oh, God, it's air you can chew. Oh, God. Who let She's like, I got a curse for you. Yeah, right here. <sighs> Have some of this. Everybody oh, loves God. their own brand. Woo. mercy. God, this dog is a fart machine. I'm under my shirt but breathing in the gain. She's like, you need a topic change. Oh. Getting all dark and lovely. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about, basically, is this is this is one one version of the craft. There are many. Not just ours, everybody, a lot of practitioners, especially the old school ones, I'm sure can tell all kinds of things, right? And they sound fantastical to someone who doesn't practice or someone who has never... Who's just dabbling. You know, and and, and they're going off what they see in the movies. It's nothing like what you see in the movies. No. Um, Nothing at all. And, And a lot of this stuff is internal, but there are some some things that actually physically manifest uh, in the physical plane. And and we have been privy to them. Um, and you're privy to them, too, through us, because you see some of the hauntings at the store. Yeah, and that's just baby shit. And that's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's just some of our friends that have gone with us from place to place and have lived with us since I can't remember when. Oh, yeah. You know, and we had one that used to cook for us. And you would wake up and you would smell Lucille cooking in the kitchen. My daughter actually came and woke us up one morning. She was excited because there was bacon. I wasn't cooking anything. I was sleeping, you know. And you would hear her rattle around in the kitchen and slam drawers and wash dishes. And I used to fuss at her because she didn't wash mine. So if I'd leave a glass sitting on the sink, it would still be there. And I'm like, Lucille, you could have at least washed (laughs) my dishes, you know. And I've gotten up at like two three o'clock in the morning and walked down into the living room and all my furniture was gone and i saw a rocking chair sitting on well there was actually two there was one sitting on either side of the, of the fireplace and a basket and she was sitting there in a rocking chair knitting yeah yeah so i i, I came back to bed kind of like what the hell did i smoke before i went to sleep <laughs> the landlord you know? the landlord had five dead bolts on the inside of the room he slept and i'm like dude that's not gonna help you no they, they don't <laughs> they don't need to pick locks to get that's in that's back when yeah. he lived there he's like um just to let you guys know this place is really fucking haunted sweet <laughs> you should have put that in the ad we loved it she was yeah. she didn't cause any problems i mean she was noisy but she didn't cause any problems but discipline like discipline 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 I, like, if anybody's taken martial arts like a real martial art not a mcdojo whatever the fuck like a real martial arts, you went to a real martial arts training. Uh, you know that discipline is a big part of that, 
right? And and this could be as, something as internal as tai, tai Chi, but they still have discipline. Like when you walk in, you know it's serious. You know the, the chit chatting is over. The shoes come off. It, you know you, you're you're understanding that you're there for learning. You respect the place. You respect the other students, and you respect the teacher. And in turn, you get that respect back. And you have to learn the form first before you can actually practice the art. Yeah. It's the same for magic. Magic is the same, right? So if someone is hosting a circle and people come into that sacred space and they, they, they begin to chatter about social things, that's not the place for it. Okay. And when you're having a ritual, don't run out of the circle to come get your kids or yell at your kids and then walk back. Don't do that. If you're in a meditation circle. And you've entered the meditation space. Please be quiet. Mm-hmm. If you're having a ritual for holiday, you know, and you're gathered by the fire, that's not the time to laugh and joke. This is the time for work, right? Laughing and joking is later when you get a beer in your hand. That's when you're laughing and joking. And, and it's part of that discipline. So it's a, it's a public discipline when you're in a group of people or when you're with a partner. You have a respect for the work that you're doing. And it's also a self-discipline where you're not going to just, um, oh, go to Picky Weeds. They, got, they do black magic. Oh, fuck yourself. That's so stupid. Yeah. And I want to say about the discipline and about the silence prior to. Think of it as a mindset that you're going to get into because you're going to be trying to raise, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a kind of a wicked term here, a cone of energy. And so if you break the mindset right at the beginning of the ritual, You've just scattered the energy to the four winds, and everybody's got to work really hard to bring that back. And they may not be able to recalibrate it the way that it was first intended. So when you go in and you sit down in that circle, especially in a meditative, quiet space like that, I want you just to be focusing on what your object is, what your your intuition is, what your plan is, what you've got idealized for the experience that you want to have. And focus all of your attention and will on that. And if you're worried that somebody's going to speak to you, just kind of look down and keep your head down so they can't talk to you, you know. And then if they do and you want to discipline them without being harsh, you can just cover your mouth. Just cover your mouth. Yeah. You know, and they'll get it. They'll get it. And then you can explain later, look, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I just, it's supposed to be a silent space. And I was trying to keep my silence and, and stay in my own head for a little bit. And then when the ritual begins, you can take all of that and release it into the air with everybody else into that circle. And it makes it so much more powerful, guys. And it's so amazing the experience you're going to have if you approach that circle with that discipline and that reverence. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And, and, And discipline is a mark of humility. Yes, it is. Right. So one of the first things you learn and you should always remember is humility is power. Yes, it is. You know, so it's not the, not the guy that, that, you know, is less, yeah, less endowed than, than he would like others to believe. Yeah. Um, with the jacked up truck and, um, no offense to jacked up trucks, but you know, that's kind of what people think when they see you, you know, that Sorry. irritating guy that's flexing his pecs at you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, it's not you that. know, unga bunga, whatever, or the hoity toity, whatever it's, it's humility. It's not, it's not cowardice or weakness. It's humility It's understanding, you know, there are things bigger than you. 
there are things bigger than all of us. And having the humility to understand that and having the humility to not interrupt uh, someone who's, who's working. Now, on the flip side of that, as a practitioner, you also have to have enough discipline to mentally block out the noise. Yes. Right? So what we talked about in the beginning of this episode was learn to be silent. Yes. Learn to, that's the first thing you need to learn. For those of you just curious, sit in a corner, shut your eyes, and be silent. Just make everything silent. S- calm your mind. Don't speak. Slow your breathing. And learn to be silent. It's not something you're going to get right away. It takes time. It takes practice. But that feeling, when it does happen, is one of those things that you can harness working, right? Your willpower is what is making you silent. You are willing to be silent. And you are exercising that muscle, remedial though it may be. You are exercising it, and that is something that can be of use later, right? So first lesson, learn to be silent. You can also practice this in loud places, and it'll make you stronger and stronger. So go into that loud city park and sit on that bench or under that tree where all the kids are laughing and the dogs are barking and the cars are going by and the sirens are going off and focus only on your breath. Only on your breath. Close your eyes and just box breathe, you know, four square breathe, and then see if that sound all melts away. And if you get to that space, when you've gotten to where you can do that, you can do that absolutely anywhere, especially when you get anxious or you get angry. You can do that then. And that's true power, being able to harness your own will to not react to a situation. A good example of that um, is uh, Dr. Um, what's her name? The medium. Christina Rawls. Yeah, Dr. Rawls. She's going to be back in December. Um, so she does trance channeling. Uh, trans channeling is, is, um, is something that a lot of people can learn how to do. Um, some people are innately good at it, just like anything else in this realm. Everyone can do everything, but some of us are better at other things than the other people. It's just a, the way you're built. She has the noise in the store, the ding dong of the bell. When people walk through people laughing, people having conversations, and she can maintain a trance channel um, where she literally has one foot in this realm and one foot in the other. And she is relaying information um, from one realm to the other. And she can maintain that um, during all the activity of a retail store, of a very busy retail store with lots of distractions. Um, that's an example of someone who has practiced this, who has learned to still the mind and learn to silence out all the white noise around them uh, and focus on the task at hand. So you have people that complain, it's too noisy in here. It's a retail store. It's going to be noisy. Yeah. That's just the nature of it. People, we can put all the signs up we want. People are still going to talk because they're excited and they're having fun. And some people, honey, just they just don't have an indoor voice. They just don't. <laughs> that's okay. And, and especially little kids, that's, a, that's the most high-pitched thing I've ever heard in my life when you're trying to keep yeah. a quiet space. And any other time, I don't even think I would have noticed it, except that there was a class going on, you know, and it was really, really shrill. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> when you get to a certain skill level, you're, you're able to drown that out internally. 
Yes. You shut that out. That's the whole purpose. This is an example of will. This is an example of developing that spiritual muscle. Um, inner discipline. Yeah. And it, and it comes from discipline. It comes from first learning to be silent. You have to have discipline. Discipline externally in, your, in the way you, you're acting and discipline internally in the way that you process information and thought and control. You'll hear us sometimes go at each other about not hearing the other person. When we're focused, we're focused. And John can be talking to me or out of him, and we won't have heard a word that other person said because we're focused. Well, she speaks indigenously. I do. You st- she's over here speaking indigenously. So, like, normal volume, then What? <laughs> I told him not I to pick on me about you. that. We were hiding from colonizers. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? What did you say? You know, and <laughs> stop it. Oh, Jesus. He turns his back and talks to me, and I'm about half deaf. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're a great couple. <laughs> yeah. The deaf and the blind. I now, think I'm both half the time. Now, remember, too, the same going with the humility vein here. When you have your successes, don't speak too loudly about them because other practitioners can tend to get really, really jealous. And this is something we knew in corporate. Like I first told John when he went to work for Cognizant, I was like, don't let them know everything you know, or they'll wear you out. They'll they'll run you up a tree. But this was this was an old axiom that we've heard many, many times before, both of us. I think you probably heard it in nuclear. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, work smart, not hard. Don't, oh, let them, yeah. don't let them know what you know. And so if you do let people know what you know and you have too much success, it breeds jealousy. And jealousy is probably the most toxic trait out there. I know you heard that song that we uh, had in one of our ads, and she don't have no time for jealous bitches. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. self-defeating. It is. It really is. But also, it's turmoil for you that you don't want. So it's it's easier just not to talk about it. And it, it makes the fruits of your labor all that much sweeter for you if you don't. Because if you notice, he was talking about Amazon earlier, you get everything instant gratification-wise these days, and it comes to you. And I know I used to look really forward to a package coming, and it would take days for it to get here. And I'd be on pins and needles, when's it going to get here, when's it going to get here? Nowadays, I find myself riding up and seeing a box in the driveway going, what the hell did I order? <laughs> you know? <laughs> just- oh God, we've been, you know, we we shop small primarily. You know, if if we can buy it locally, even if oh, it's yeah. more expensive, we'll do it um, because we're a small business and I know the struggle. So, you know, if we go out to eat, it's a it's a it's a mom and pop. If, if we get, try to buy things, but some things you just can't get in Northeast Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh my they, God. they don't stock these things. And, you know, we've been customers of Amazon since they sold books. Yeah. That was all they that had. That was all they sold. And, yeah. you know, it's it's been it's been a curse and a blessing. You yeah. know, and you know, you look at the small businesses that they've destroyed because they can't keep up with their volume. You know, we get people asking us for things and I'm like, I can't compete with Amazon. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. You know I do um, have some Mark Stavish books though that you can get cheaper from us than that's you can get on Amazon. Mark is smart and yeah. priced them accordingly. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so it's not an instant gratification. It takes work, it takes dedication if you want to step on this path. It's not impossible. 
right? And it's not like people don't have special powers. That's not how this works. No, everybody has talent. Everybody can. Talent. Everybody can do everything. So, some people have an innate thing. You know, it's like most covens. They'll divide up into jobs. Who's better at what? You know, some people are better at divination. Some people are better at herbs. Some people are better at astrology. Some people are better at tarot. Everybody has a niche. You meet that one irritating one every once in a while that's good at every damn thing. Yeah, like their Lou personified. Yeah. Right? But listen, so make it a scientific experiment with some of these things. All right. So you want to start practicing. Um, I was talking to Christina Rawls the other day when she was here for her trans channel mediumship and she was talking about how they vet people. So they're like, you know, you can take um, somebody that wants to do automatic writing. And she said, take that and try it, you know, every day or every few days for a year or so. And if you don't have any luck with it, then try something different. Yeah. It's the same thing with these formulas in these grimoires take the formulas in the grimoires and work them work them like it says to work them and if they work for you great write it down but then see if you can repeat it if you can repeat it and get the same result every single time then that works for you it's a, it's a fascinating journey and I, I just you know i feel bad for people that um just barely scratch the surface or they they stick to you know neo-paganism and 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 then it becomes more of a a social thing rather than you know a a way of practice you know and and it's it's more than that it it is a social thing you you know we're like-minded people and and you can't help but a conversation to kick off um but there's a lot of self-work you know yes, that, that you you just you just have to do it. That's why they call it great work and um, ceremonialism. And it's not a drudgery. And you'll find when you get in the right subject matter uh, for you, um, it can become you become insatiable. Like you know, you you got a new video game that you can't stop playing. You know, because it's addictive. Because you're you're doing new things, or the design of the game is so unique and it's fun. Well, studying esoteric is exactly like that. At least it is for me. You know. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Is it's it's fascinating. I, I mean, she dreads when I bring the Agrippa out because she knows within thirty minutes I'm going to be reading a whole fucking twenty pages to her. Like, listen to this shit. <laughs> and you know, I can't it, say anything. I do the same shit. <laughs> it's 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 great. And yeah. if you have a partner to enjoy it with, even better. But it all comes down to the self and and having the discipline uh, to do it and not being taken in by the Hollywood. Um, elementary uh, definition night machine definition of what magic is like Um, what they've done to voodoo which is so sacrilegious and you're not shooting lightning bolts from your arse that's not how it's not happening you know (laughs) i want to shoot lightning bolts from my arms yeah me too (laughs) occasionally (laughs) we know bella does if you light a match it might happen (laughs) good god (laughs) it was terrible but um Yeah, we're uh, we're a little bit over uh, about an hour and ten minutes now, uh, but I, I thought it was an important thing that that we need to discuss because um, we we just see it time and time again, and and, it, and it's cool, you know. People are new and they're excited and they're meeting uh, like minded people, and it's it's amazing. And you know, for us old farts that were alone for. For years and years and years, we understand. Yeah, we, we understand do. how exciting it is to have someone 
um, to talk to, um, and, and you want to share and you want to learn from each other. And that's, that's, that's great. That's awesome. That's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, but we also, all of us need to understand that, um, it's the self, the self, uh, work that's, that's really, really important. Um, you, how are you going to do a uh, ritual, uh, that involves more than yourself if you yourself don't know the basics. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first the first basic uh, in my mind is learning to keep silent. Yes. Keep silent. To know, to dare, to will. Keep silent. And the other maxim, first rule of magic. Know thyself. Know thyself. And you know yourself first by knowing how to be silent, how to have that discipline and um, it's it's gonna it's gonna serve you well uh, to have that in your repertoire. And I want to see you do it. I want to be there when it happens for you. Yeah. I wish I could be with every single one of you because there's nothing more magical than that moment that they get it and it happens to them, and they have that conversation with that being, that divine being, or their holy guardian angel. That's another secret for later, but. When that happens and you get to be privy to that, it's well, people God, get it's spooked. Like a gift. People get spooked when they first start practicing because all of a sudden, you know, they've got spirit guides knocking on their doors, or they've got, you know, things are waking up around them. Well, it's like an alarm bell goes off in the spirit world when people start uh, saying the names of of deities that haven't been said in in years, yeah. in generations, and and they hear you. You know, they hear you and it's a, it's a good thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's, um, it, I remember the, the first days of, of practicing. I remember the smells, I, the smells of wolf moon when we walked in, oh, it was God, uh, yeah. an apothecary in East Lansing, Michigan. Um, and that was where we got raw herbs uh, yeah. for ritual. We had to go to probably four or five places to get everything for a ritual, uh, which is one of the reasons picky weeds is the way it is, you know, so you don't have to uh, juggle between four new age stores in a, uh, an apothecary, you know, or three new age stores, a ceremonial magic store and an apothecary, <laughs> you know, in order. And, and then you got to go to Horrocks uh, farmer's market um, to get, flowers. to get, yeah. to get your, your goods, your yeah. flowers, your honey and things like that. And, um, we are your one-stop ritual you know, destination. And, and that's that's why yeah. we are the way we are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I remember the smells, and I remember the smells of the woods, and I remember the the sounds of the woods, and and I remember seeing the coven coming through the woods, cloaked in the snow, and the crunch of the snow under people's feet, and the excitement, and the fire roaring, oh. and 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 it was uh, it was everything was new and exciting, and it was it was an amazing time, and I hope. Everyone listening, everyone listening has that experience. Me too. Um, and I, I, I really do wish it for you um, because it, it's life altering uh, when you finally start to open yourself up. Um, but we all have to remember to keep our egos in check and keep humility and discipline. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. So we are approaching the longest podcast episode yet, and uh, we're about an hour and 14 minutes. Uh, so if you've stuck around this long through the Bella farts and bless you, and, uh, <laughs> are waxing poetic here, but um, 
Uh, thank you so much. And uh, if you if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, please follow, share, tell your friends. Um, did you want to do? Uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna sneak in a secret word. Yeah, the secret code word tonight is discipline. Discipline. Yeah. So you know what to do. You send it to us in a, you can send it in a Facebook message. You can send it to pickyweeds at gmail.com email, or you can tell us in person in store and we'll put you on the make list. sure you, you follow, uh, follow the podcast on Podbean. Like it and uh, share. Share it. Uh, write us a good review if, if you, uh, if you are so inclined and uh, discipline, discipline. Well, it's 10% off. 10% off. Anything uh, that's not already on sale. <laughs> and, and anything that's not a consignment. Anything that's not consignment because they're, they're, they're not, not ours. They're not our stuff to discount. <laughs> yeah. Those are other people's um, creations. <laughs> uh, but thank you again, guys. We, we love you all to death. Love us all. Love you all. Good night. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Weeds, and we hope you didn't have to pick too much pucker brush off your cloak after visiting with us here. If you liked the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're really kind, leave a positive review. Be sure to tune in next week as we publish a new episode weekly. If you're in the area, stop by the store and see us. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.